Hello and welcome to Bastards and Broken Things, a podcast dedicated to House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones, A Song of Ice and Fire. All of all of the above. Brought to you by all of the above. Brought to you by the lovely people at Fan Critical. And when I say they're lovely, they're mainly me and of course Gareth and the others. Yes, and that voice you did hear was Gareth. I'm your host, Sir Len. And yes, joining me, as always, the most famous squire in the realm, Beloved. the most trusty cupbearer uh, in Westeros, it's Gareth. Yep, most beloved squire, I think, is the latest. Some would say Podrick Payne is mm. the most beloved squire because of his legendary giant dick. Yeah. Remember that storyline? Yeah, that I, was bizarre. I can't compete on yeah, that front. But, um, yeah. so, you know, what I lack in the downstairs department um yep. make make up for it with with other gifts okay okay so you're like a bit of a, a laris strong sort of guy is that what you're saying well you, you could know, you, you're I, using i mean let's yeah um that's not who i want to be after today's episode no um, slug yeah. slug clubfoot man yeah, he is, hate he? him anyway well, very slimy um that feel that sounds like a hot take to be honest Oh, it does. It does. But we'll get into those very soon. Uh, first and foremost, how are you? Um, Got that in my notes. Yeah, that's good. Good of you to ask. I'm all right. I'm a little bit battered and bruised, as as you know. Mm. The um, yeah, you know, the Australian sun has got the better of me, and um, yeah, I've had to have a little operation, haven't I, on my nose? Little procedure. You have. You have had to have that done. Um, and, you know, it, it's reminiscent, the way I look at you now, it's reminiscent of how Tyrion felt after the Battle of Blackwater. Mm. Yeah. So you are very relatable right now, dear listener. Now, if you're a book reader, Tyrion lost his whole nose. And if you're a show watcher, Tyrion just got a really cool looking scar. Yeah. Um, it looks like Gaz is going to have a scar. Yeah, I'm going to have a, so a cool he's, scar. He's not, not lost his nose. And it will yeah, remind yeah. me of my, my heroic deeds. That you know that that have resulted mm, in this misdeeds. Scar. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, well, good good to see you all right and healing. Thanks. That's the most important thing. Yes. Um, I, I've almost recovered from my bout of plague that infected me for the last podcast. Mm, sounds horrendous. You doubled up as well, didn't you? You you went all right. I've got the flu. Let's see what else I can catch. Flu. Then some sort of gastro thing. So basically, it's been a it's been a bad week for me. But we're on the up, so you know it's all good. Listen, and you know what's great? You know what? We haven't missed a beat with these hot takes, despite you know our respective no. ailments. No, and I, I I hope the listeners appreciate that. Despite our afflictions, <laughs> yeah. we're still here. That's yeah, um, but of course we're here to do hot takes. The way that works is as follows: We have just watched the episode. We have run to our chambers um, to give you our unsullied, unfiltered thoughts mm. on the latest episode. Episode 6, titled The Princess and the Queen. All right, we finally made the jump, the big time jump. Mm. What did you think about the episode as a whole, my trusty squire boy? Um, I liked this episode. Well, obviously, we don't. We don't give blueberries at this point in the hot take. That's tradition dictates that we can't. Do no that. blueberries allowed. So no blueberries. No blueberries. But but I will say I liked the episode. 
as mm. much as I was I was dreading losing um uh, the Alicent and Rhaenyra of our of, of the first few episodes um because they were great and they were and they felt like they were growing into the role as well kind of um of the roles um I think I think they followed it up with another couple of really good actors um who were bringing bringing slightly different slightly different vibes to these characters and well, well Gareth I'll stop you there should we morph this as it's progressing uh, as a conversation should we morph this into hot take one yeah, go on. which I've written here is uh, the older actors have they've wowed me wowed you because um, I was worried <laughs> Gareth about, uh, yeah. about this time jump because the younger actresses were very good um, and the biggest compliment I've written in my notes here is the fact that I didn't even think about the younger actors <laughs> when I was watching this episode. I thought this was fantastic. Uh, like I, I genuinely are just astounded by how good they were. Genuinely. I, 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 you were wowed. I was wowed. Wow, wow, wow. I was, uh, yes, wowed. And uh, that's my hot first hot take. I was like, you know, uh, it, I just, I just was worried that they weren't going to be able to continue the amazing um, head of steam that the young actresses had done, and they wouldn't feel connected and they'd feel disjointed. But boy, they don't feel disjointed. They feel like uh, a natural evolution of the characters that we had seen, especially if you just left them and then picked them up ten years later. It's like, um, um, it's like an extrapolation, yeah. isn't it? Like, if it was a graph, if it was a graph that that you know we saw progression points for every year and then suddenly uh-huh. there was a 10-year jump it would just follow the, the yeah. trend wouldn't it and they'd end up where you kind of expect them um well yeah and it but it is a jump Damn straight. it is it is quite the a graphs jump. And they, that. Are, they are very different um to the characters of episode one so, uh they're very different and uh, you know i actually think um you know, we'll talk more more about this in the deep dive. But you know, before we went to this time jump, you can you you kind of thinking Rhaenyra is a bit of a dick. She's fucked around crispy. Um, she's you know a bit arrogant and sort of still doing these really reckless teenager things. Alicent's got her head screwed on. I feel a bit sorry for her. And by the end of this episode, fuck me, I'm fully on team Rhaenyra. Fuck Alicent, man. Yeah. Fuck her. Well, fuck her whole team. Um. I, I, you know, there's nothing. I will talk about this. There's nothing likable about her side of the of the of the divide now. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll if if I just get me a little notebook open, I'll tell you oh, yeah. two two lines that I've written here. Alison, more of a yeah. dick. Rhaenyra, less yeah. of a dick. Less of a dick. And I think. I yeah. think that sums Good it up. That. I really do. I really do. Um, and and you know, we'll talk about more in the deep dive. But yeah, God, the uh, the way that Alison has soured over the years, and Rhaenyra has obviously had to deal with her as she has soured, is is, is really come through in that episode. I thought it was uh, some pretty good stuff. Um, do you want to go on to hot take two for you, Gav? Hot take two. Um, can I, maybe just building on that, a little bit of character transition kind of thing. Cool. And if we go back to a little mini rivalry that started in episode one. Um Crispin versus Damon. Um Ooh, yeah. I think in, in the in this episode again um Sir Kristen is uh, comes across as a massive bell end. Yeah he's, he's lost, lost it. it. He's lost it as and well. 
him and Alison are like bickering like high school fucking mean girls they are, down the hallways. Like, like, yeah, like walking weed. down the hallways, like pushing kids into yeah. lockers and yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Fucking bizarre. Chewing Absolutely gum. bizarre. And then he's like, he says the C word. It's like, that was beneath me, your grace. And they both like look at each other and have a little chuckle. It wasn't wasn't beneath <laughs> you, you was it? You little sewer rat. He's, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, he's so dislikable, which is incredible when, mm. like, I think we all really liked him. And although he kind of made a big mistake and, oh, and then made a terrible mistake, um, he, you sort of still, you're like, oh, fuck, I kind of feel for him. He's, he's gone into a bad place. And now it's like, no, this is, this is him. Um, Whereas yep. the the other side of that coin is um, is Damon. I reckon you know I haven't read these books, but I, so I don't know. But I have a feeling like the events um, of this episode that concerned Damon might change his character again. But at this stage in proceedings, um, he came across as a, a wholesome like family man um which was which was kind of nice and it, i'm a little bit confused by damon i'm like am I, are you supposed to like him or not but at this point I, I liked him i thought he seemed like a nice guy uh yeah no damon is a very confusing uh character and that's why i like him because he surprises you every week uh i know people think he's a dick like john says he's a wanker but you know i think he's one of the more likable characters left in the show at this point and that will segue beautifully into my hot take which is hot take number three um that lena and vega scene jesus christ ah mm. uh, it got me i was fully like almost choked up with that scene i don't know something about the whole uh pregnancy situation again and that sort of evolution of the scene that we saw in episode one with emma to now where she you know lena hears about you know what they're thinking about doing and she's like oh, fuck this i'm checking out and yeah. she just goes up to vega and number one seeing vega is amazing uh vega is one of the dragons that conquered westeros with aegon uh with uh Beleriand. <clears throat> uh and Maraxes, i think it was he's old and you can tell because um, he's got little whiskers yeah yeah he's old and we wanted to see some dragon emotion. We just got some dragon emotion. Yeah. We got some dragon emotion and it was a beautiful scene. And Vagar like looks at her and the music swells and he's like, I don't want to do this. And then he looks at her again and he's like, okay, I understand. And he does it. And I don't know, man, that whole scene I thought was stunning. I thought it was really good. I, I, I it took my breath away actually because... It, it's a bit of a departure from the books. Like something similar happens. We'll, we'll get onto it in deep dive. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, like I was just like, wow, what what a scene. I mean, horrible. I'm not discounting that. Like, because the, the whole childbirth thing is just a real theme this season um, that they're going for. Like how difficult it was for women back then and how, you know, <clears throat> they're basically just farmed for heirs, you know, and it's horrible and disgusting. Um but yeah, that scene really got me. Did it? Did it get you? Um, honestly, I'm I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Oh no, that's not allowed. I, You'll be fired. I don't. I don't know. For me, I was like, why? Why has she done that? Like, 
I understand that it's probably, you know, at that point, like the hardest, the hardest thing that mm. you could imagine going through. But yeah. like, I would, I, I don't know. It, I'm, I, I just sort of struggle to understand the motivations. Like, if she's like, right, this is, this is, this is too much. I can't, I can't go through this. Then wouldn't she wouldn't she still kind of want her unborn child to survive in that situation yes and that's now, that's on the cards th- potentially this is debate this this is interesting this is interesting because i think the show hadn't done a very good job of setting up the scenario that's happened here now look not to say that you you you're not wrong um of course they could have even talked about it like you know trying to save the baby but the, the surgeon doesn't seem too convinced about that situation. Mm. I will say that in the book, uh, she dies during um, a stillbirth. So the baby is already dead, uh, which is horrible. Um, so I think what they've tried to do is say that they've been at it for a while and the baby is dead, basically. Yeah, you know but they I mean? didn't say That's that. That's not coming out. You know? and- no, they didn't. I, 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 I do think the show has made... Uh, a little error there you know what I mean I, I think it's I think they haven't really shown that enough so from from Lena's perspective I think it's 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 they're gonna do that they're gonna cut her open the baby's already dead she's gonna die a horrible death uh, and she wants to take ownership over the situation yeah Um, that's where I think she's coming from that's with a bit of book knowledge and I can understand how someone in the show might think that's a selfish decision from her uh, to not try and save her child it's interesting it's an interesting conversation i don't necessarily i mean just the other it's not i'm not necessarily saying it's selfish but just the show had set her up at this point like it's almost like a new character 10 years on she's not a kid yeah. she's she's a good character, she, she was, good character. I, I quite liked her but she was set up as like a very she seemed like a very sort of dedicated mother like had a couple of kids that yeah. she was obviously yeah, she close did. to she seemed to quite like damon like even if it wasn't sort of massively romantic like i i thought they had quite a good yeah yeah no it was all, it was, I was all surprised right. by david yeah no yeah, they, yeah. they did they did um yeah it it just it was at odds with what had come before i think um and what we saw in that scene but hey i'm looking forward to hearing what the rest of the the gang think because um, yeah no no definitely definitely um uh yeah it just struck me as it's quite a powerful scene and uh, I'm gutted to lose that character as well. Like I think she had a lot of promise. Mm. Um, um, I knew that was that her death was coming. I knew it was coming this episode when I saw she was pregnant. Uh, but I was I, I was just shocked by the way it happened. We'll get into the actual details of the book stuff in the deep dive because there is a, a moment with uh, Vega, so it's very interesting. Shall um, I give you a hot take? Well, that's what we're here for, isn't I it? Suppose give me, we give me, are. Give me. Suppose we are. Um, while we're talking about relationships that are kind of cool between Targaryens and Valerians. I I quite liked the Rhaenyra Lenor setup. I know there were the, uh, there yeah. were at a point here in this episode where it seemed like you know tensions were were there and the relationship was sort of strained. But it seemed like it had been quite functional. Like and they they kind of I quite liked their relationship. They seemed almost like they were they were mates and they understood like yeah and no I, I, yeah yeah it was it, it if it wasn't for this problematic element of <laughs> of 
Rhaenyra's kids having dark hair, everything would have been going 100% to plan. Yes, the old hair in King's Landing situation. Such a big deal um, to them, isn't it? Big deal. Massive deal. Well, let's let's be honest. Most Targaryens have bright blonde hair. And Valerians have blonde hair. And Targaryens have blonde hair. So it's a bit weird. Mm. Um, so I can understand the, the issue there. But yeah, I think Lainor actually... I think I really like the actor playing older Lainor. I like his demeanour. I like the way that he's tried to... Uh, and him and Rhaenyra are working as a team. Mm. I think that's really important. Um, you know, Alicent's quite isolated, really, because Viserys is always going to be on Rhaenyra's side. Um, but at least at this point, you know, Rhaenyra has an ally in Lainor. Um, uh, so I, I do like their dynamic. It's a shame, moving on to hot ta- another hot take, uh, oh, that's Gareth, quick. that um, it was quick, sorry, because okay. it's, it's tied into it. It's a shame now that because of Clubfoot, mm. They fucking lost their real dad, you know the uh, you know Jaceres and uh, Joffrey and the other one. Can't Luke, his name. Sorry, Luce, it'll come to me. Luke, Luke, Lucarion. They're all named after remember. Pokemon. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Um, wow, another shocker. Mm. To be honest, um, a big bone of contention in the books. They just die in a fire. And there's like this rumor, like oh, Damon did it, or oh, it could have been, um, could have been actually the sea snake because he was annoyed, yeah, about loads of uh, the fact that you know all this other stuff mm-hmm. happened, and then uh, some people are like oh, but it could have been uh, Laris because then he gets to inherit everything, and people are like that, you know, so you don't really know what's happened. They just die in a fight, uh, but this show, man, they just keep keep saying hey. This is, we're going for the most fucking disgusting, uh, twisted version of events. And I'm all in for it. I really am enjoying their interpretation of these historical moments uh, and giving us real canon. Well, I mean, yes, here's the thing. Here's a way of looking at things, though. If the book is giving you a couple of perspectives, couldn't the show just be giving you a perspective? Like... This no, it's showing. I think it's, it's showing, showing us. us I, I think it, I think it's show and tell. I think this is like there's no interp- unless you were to see a dream sequence or something. There's no interpretation. This is literally no. This is what happened, um, and it's quite clear uh, in my mind that Laris is the new dickhead in town. Yeah. So absolutely, you know, Team Allison is. Uh, you've got some great great players. You've got Clubfoot, who's dickhead, a little slug man. Uh, you've got Alison who's turning into a fucking dickhead, although she does show some remorse to what his actions are at the end. I think that is a saving grace for her a little bit at the moment. Um, mm. But then you've got fucking Prince Egon. He seems like a dick. <laughs> and you've got fucking Crispy. Yeah. And I will say, I really like Harwin Strong. I thought he was really cool in this episode. He was. It, and it, he's a cool it was, guy. Um, it was a little bit strange to me how little we had seen of him before this. Yeah, um, yeah, the strong, the strongs, yeah. But um, but yeah, he he came across well. Um, just a little little mini hot take. It's not not a full one. It's more like a warm presentation. Mm, tepid, tepid, tepid take. Take um, was just on Aegon, um, doing his played by David Tennant's son. David Tennant's yeah. son. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Um, 
but doing his best Roman Roy slash Homelander impression. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Caught out by his mum. Jesus, that was a weird scene, man. That was bizarre. Um, yeah. Yeah, fucking hell. Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll round it off with um, this guy. Viserys, he's alive. Yeah, that's my... He's, he's, he's bloody that's, alive. That's, that's, Go on then, that's take my, it away. Um, I wrote it as hot take four, actually, which is bizarre. Um, yeah. Yeah. But mental that he's still there. And even even at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, right, okay, well, they're gonna he's going to die at some point. Oh, he's sitting down in that chair yeah. that we all thought he'd died in last time. Surely this time he'll just close his eyes and that'll be that. But no, nah, he's there missing an arm, um, which is probably a good thing for you know, all of his rivals, because they look at him and go, don't worry about him, he's armless. Yeah, good one. Um, he looks like Bilbo after Bilbo gives the ring to Frodo, <laughs> and the next time they see Bilbo, they're like, what the yeah. fuck has happened to you, mate? Jesus yeah, Christ. That little like, mo- um, monster version. like. Yeah, he's full Gollum in Return of the King, sort of mid-transformation. Like, little strands of hair. Yeah, it's fucking. His teeth look like they're all jagged and shit. I'm like, oh my god, mate, you you've you've seen better days. Um, but you know, I feel sorry for the guy. He's like, he's so deluded still. He's sitting there going, "Look, Lionel, look at the boys having a good time in the yard. <laughs> this is what I want. You see, our family to be united and strong." And then, literally, next minute, they're all fucking. Next minute, they're all fucking at each other's throats, and it's this big scene. You know causes almost a civil he doesn't war. want you know, this he just wants to no. chill out doing his Poor little bugger. lego set I, like it, it's such a shame isn't it he's possibly the nicest um character we've seen in game of thrones and because he's king he's quite like you know protected he's not going to die a stupid death necessarily and then he's just because of his actions he ends up you know, causing the death of thousands, tens of thousands. And, uh, you know... Spoiler warning. It's interesting. It's interesting. Well, no, I'm just saying it. We all know this leads to civil war. Otherwise, what sort of fucking boring show would this be? Um, <laughs> so it's just interesting yeah. to see his how his weakness, even though it's kindness and niceness, has essentially, you know, le- leads to these huge, you know, ramifications as his actions have. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I think big picture. That's, you know... Well, he's no. not. He's not. He is thinking big picture with that dagger shit, but he's not thinking big picture. Hey, come on, mate, just sort your shit out in the next twenty years. Yeah, shit. think slightly right. smaller picture, but still quite big yeah. picture. Think smaller but bigger. Yeah, all right. Um, right, listeners. That's if we go any more, it'll be a deep take, and we don't do that right now. We do the hot take right now. That's yeah? right. Okay. Um, so you know what to do. Uh, tune in in a few day- days time to catch uh, me and some other members of the small council as we run through the deep uh, details of episode six the princess and the queen um of course you can write to us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com and give us your thoughts you can also reply to us on social media um or you know that just just let us know how you're doing leave a review subscribe whatever um it's all up to you but if you leave us some feedback we'll look at it we'll consider it <laughs> and we might read it and we might uh, answer it so lots of possibilities there, isn't it, guys? So many. Um, that's fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. The email is in the show notes. Thank you to my trusty squire, the most famous cupbearer, uh, Little Gareth. Thank you. You're welcome.
And I have been your host, Sir Len. I will speak to you all in the next few days when we have rummaged through um, the deepest depths of episode six. See you You're then. You're serving your own Bye. wine, so...